Hello and welcome to this Start Somewhere podcast for Marie with me, Sarah Vaughan, Global Chief Purpose and Sustainability Advisor for Marie Claire. I've got some amazing guests this week and, and a series of firsts because this is uh, the new podcast series for which we're looking and exploring the sustainable and purposeful health, wellness and beauty. And you know, my amazing guests are a double act, which is fantastic. And we've got the lovely Yasmin Saul, who's the founder of Rio. And um, we've also got Louise Mita, who is the master energist behind Vireo. And Louise, as you may have spotted, is the first person in this entire podcast um, series to come back a second time. So yay! <laughs> so a series of firsts today. So delighted, delighted to have you both with us. So Yasmin, yes. how did you get started in life? Like, where did you grow up? You know, like, like what were your early influences in life? Oh, in life. Gosh, big question. So I uh, grew up in Sydney, Australia. I um, I guess I was, you know, Not a great place I love at all. I love I love Sydney. You know? <laughs> uh, I miss I miss Sydney right now. I don't know when I'm gonna be able to be there. But I grew up in Sydney. I, I grew up with a, a I'm Lebanese, so a very Arabic Lebanese family in Australia in the 80s, you know, that was interesting. Um, I definitely, I spent a lot of my career up until now that I've created Vareo in fashion, but I didn't grow up in a sort of fashion environment. I definitely wasn't borrowing mummy's Chanel handbags. <laughs> um, but I think I always did love fashion and creativity. I, I didn't I didn't have access to it. It wasn't around me. It wasn't in my world. But as I started to grow up into my teens, you know, trying to find my place in my world, I was a bit of a beach girl. Um, I started to fall in love with fashion and creativity and I... Uh, I ended up moving to London. Uh, I left school very young. I actually left school at 15. And I think I struggled with school. I probably have some sort of disability with learning. I didn't really realize, you know, I could never understand why I couldn't take in information in certain ways, but I was tuned into other things, but sort of being an academic wasn't my thing. And I, yeah, I did struggle in school. It was quite hard. I felt quite lost. But um, it was fashion that I loved, creativity that I loved, and I really wanted to be free and expand. And I remember being 15 and just wanting to just do my own thing. And I think I've always maybe done my own thing. I moved to London when I was 19, and I've been here pretty much ever since. And I, uh, yeah, I found my place here. And it was fashion, 25 years of fashion. You know, I did a lot of things in fashion, and now... I'm doing what's really in my heart, which is, you know, it's wellness. It's about energy. And this is what Berea is. Amazing. So it's no wonder you two get on so well. There's a common theme here, fashion and water. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, she surfs every day, Louise. I'm so envious because I spent my, my life. I grew up kind of on Bondi Beach. You know, I grew up jumping off cliffs off Bondi Beach and swimming in the ocean on my own. So it's definitely, in, you know, but London for 25 years is not quite where I'm at anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm in East London now. It's not the same, but I look at the... In, in Shoreditch House Pool doesn't really count. Yeah. Really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell us how, how you got started in life. I mean... Your story is amazing. <laughs> well, I was born and raised in Harlem, New York, in a low-income housing project. 
Uh, it, it was a very uh, integrated neighborhood of uh, Puerto Ricans, Irish, uh, uh, African-Americans. And I think I was one of maybe two Japanese families in the neighborhood. The beautiful thing about it was that the common denominator was poverty. So uh, there were no racial divides in that way. And there was a great deal of amalgamation of all the different cultures. So it was really, really a, a cool environment. And there's a 16 piece Latin band literally next door. I mean, I could open yeah. my door and their door was right there. So all day long we're hearing So, you know, when you talk about roots music, it wasn't Japanese music or Hawaiian music, anything like that. It was Puerto Rican music. So when I hear Tito Puente or Celia Cruz, you know, I mean, so, and um, I learned to speak Spanish because yeah, all the cute boys. Yes, yes. And then, of course, I studied in school because I really wanted to, you know, ¿Qué estás hablando de yo? I want to know what you're talking about and saying about me. And so so it was a lot of fun. And um, because of the musical influence and the cultural um, plethora of richness, I, I became a dancer. I became a dancer and a choreographer. Um, but all the while, ever since I was very little, I was always looking for the magic. I didn't know what it was, but I was looking for the magic. So as I got older, when I was about 18, I started studying martial arts. And my first art was kendo. And kendo is the art of um, sword fighting, basically. I wanted to be a samurai. <laughs> all the girls in Harlem wanted to. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Really, like, I mean, it's amazing. There's nothing surprises me, ever. I mean, I want to be, I want to be a hairdresser. It's just not the same. <laughs> <laughs> when I was nine, like my mom, I, I wanted to be a samurai. I mean, it's like you can see, like, anyway, sorry. <laughs> I was the first woman in this Kendall class because they didn't want women. So, uh, you know, and this is talking the 60s because I've been around since just about since the wheel was invented. So uh, in this class, they said, you know, they were insulted that a woman wanted to, to taint the mats of sacred men. Anyway, but they let me in the class and used me as the dummy. So when it was time to practice hitting on the head, I got to be the one that they, okay, everybody hits Louise on the head. And I try to defend myself, you know. So anyway, <laughs> shortly after that, my parents decided to retire and move to their, uh, my mother's um, home of birth, Hawaii. And I thought, well, I'll come and I'll visit. And I visited and I said, my people, this is amazing. So I stayed there for about 15 years where I established, you know, it was, it was sort of a, a different environment in that Western style dance wasn't that popular, but I, I brought my um, information knowledge, my New Yorkness into Hawaii, and I had a dance career there where being a fish in a small pond, um, I got all these grants from National Endowment. I started three dance companies. I had every gig in town. You know, it, it was really, really lovely. I was, I was on the mayor's council uh, for arts and commission, blah, blah, blah. And then I moved to L.A. Uh, all the while, though, I, I studied Kung Fu in Hawaii. And so, you know, it was a very it was a interesting, non-ego, respectful version of, of learning martial arts and very, very humbling 
very humbling. I went in with a bit of a, you know, watch me kick my leg over my head. And he goes, go stand in the corner for two weeks. And when you're ready, I will let you come on. You know, and every time I thought, this is bogus. I'm so fabulous. I should be at the front of the class. Every time I was ready to walk out, he'd go, you're learning. You're learning. <laughs> I had these great martial arts teachers. So segue into moving to L.A. for 20 years, dance career, et cetera, still looking for the magic, studied many different forms of martial arts, not to punch kick, but always looking for the magic until I met a Shaolin martial arts master, 35 generations of lineage, Dr. Cam Yuan, who uh, is a chiropractor and an engineer, and he had the magic. And his work is the prototype upon which I base mine, integrative quantum medicine. And although I have left his fold, we are still dear friends, uh, respecting deeply each other's work. I will always acknowledge him as being the catalyst turning point for what I've done. And, um, and yes, left my dance world to, to do this. And much like Yasmin, found my purpose. And, and it wasn't as if I had a purpose of the healing and energy work from the beginning, because it was the seeking of the magic um, that, that inspired me and drove me. But it's my purpose unfolded and showed itself to me at the end of the, the search. That's an amazing story. And so, Yasmin, there you are in kind of fashion, fashion industry, you know, pretty cutthroat, really. I mean, very creative, very amazing. I mean, like, was there a kind of moment you kind of found your found your purpose? You know, was there a kind of light bulb moment or a struck over the head moment? Or was there like a gradual kind of realizing of, of, of kind of what you really wanted to do in life? There definitely wasn't a moment. I, um, I guess probably what I didn't say about my sort of upbringing and growing up was that, you know, as a child, and Louise would relate, I guess, you know, growing up where I grew up, and I mean, I was always, I was born and I was a kid and I was always seeing things, feeling things. I used to see, I think I used to see forms of energy. I remember saying to Louise, Louise, when I was a kid, I used to see coloured blocks of light coming towards me and things like that and she was like you were seeing forms of energy do you remember that conversation Louise we had it and I, I think I was always sort of tuned into stuff so when I when I moved into fashion I, mean, I didn't really think about it my mum was always very psychic she was always dreaming about things that I'd done and then she'd find out what I'd done because oh, no. you know, like, well, I know what you did because I dreamt it and I, ah! so um I so when I when I was doing the fashion stuff the intuition, maybe psychic stuff, it's all the same, right? Yeah. Um, I was using it always. And it was, um, I guess it was a little bit of a secret weapon, although I, I always talked about when I was doing my fashion career and when I did my first business and all the projects I did, if I did any press or interviews about finding a new designer or what it was I was feeling for next season or the trends, I was always referring to my intuition or my gut feeling and that was me tuning into that. Um, I was always doing the energetic work on the side, doing healing techniques, learning things. I trained in Reiki. I've trained with Louise in, in IQM. That's how we met. So this stuff was always there. I just didn't know when I would really come out. I didn't. I thought that maybe I would be in fashion until I was like in my 60s. I had this vision. I'd open up some sort of healing center, and I, that's who I would be. I didn't realize that it would happen so soon that I would shift into this world or into this sort of career path. 
but I generally felt a change. I generally felt a shift was coming. And it was around 2019. I was going through a personal change. I'd gone through a divorce. I decided to sort of redo my house, change the energy of my house. I was focusing on my boys. I was thinking about where I want to go. And I just, yeah, maybe that was the moment actually, Sarah, that I just felt like, okay, now's the time to, to step into what it is that I really want to do. And I definitely am a hundred percent clear on the fact that this is my purpose is to, you know, through Vareo, and this is a brand I've created through Vareo, um, spread the message, tell the story about how we can raise energy and clear energy in our body. Amazing, amazing. Can't wait to hear all about it. And, and Louise, I mean, like, you know, this amazing life, dancer, <laughs> martial artist, you know, like, you know, when did you, when did you find your purpose about, you know, I, I'm going to create this amazing kind of, you know, healing program technique which is just life-changing for for, for people what what happened well i think the moment i had met um this master uh was that moment where i realized the magic i was looking for here it was and at that at that juncture I, i was also you know having gone through physicality my entire life my body was hurting. <laughs> My body was hurting since the 30s. But, you know, you just keep moving on. And athletes all have a very high tolerance for pain. But first thing in the morning, you know, when you wake up and everybody's achy and, oh, right. And then you move around, you're okay. But I would wake up thinking I must have drank a bottle of cement last night. Wow. And I thought, what am I going to do when I'm in my 60s, which have come and gone, darling, many years ago? Uh, and, and, and can, I, I, can I tell everyone? I mean, Louise does not look a day over about forty. Oh uh, time, she's amazing. <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> I mean, I, when she tells me this, I'm like, really? <laughs> I, don't I don't get it. I don't get it either. <laughs> but you know, this is the this is this is where the magic is. Is that we are we are unlimited, truly unlimited. So in meeting this master. I found out, you know, and it's a synchronicity. It's the, it's the, the destiny in life. It is the destiny that sometimes is written, although I always say it's written in pencil so that we don't have this fatalistic type of <laughs> attitude towards things. But um, so in my aches and pains, um, I would go visit my mother and my father four times a year in Hawaii. I was living in L.A. And every time I'd go to see them, I would... Um, have my car that needed to be moved early in the morning for parking reasons. So I'd go to the beach and I would run the beach and I'd do my Tai Chi. And I would always see this girl with a really long pigtail or long ponytail braided. And I would see her on the beach and she was doing her yoga. And I thought very interesting woman. She, when I was doing my Tai Chi, she'd be walking the beach and I'd peripherally see her, but I'm doing my thing. We never spoke for years until one day in the afternoon, I was at the beach she comes over to me. I'm reading Carolyn Mace, uh, Anatomy of the Spirit. And she says, that is such a great book. And I look up, I say, it's you. She goes, it's you. Oh, my gosh. We have this instant connection. I said, I've always wanted to talk to you. I've always wanted to talk to you. So she says, great book. I love it. I said, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what to do. My neck goes out all the time. She goes, would you like me to do something for you? And I thought, okay. She sits in front of me, does a little flick, 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 and bam, I feel my neck pop back into place. And I thought, Oh my God, this is insane. 
I want to learn that. Not like I want a session from you. I want to learn this. There's something magical here. And she says, well, my teacher doesn't live here. I said, I don't live here. She goes, I see you all the time. No, you see me four times a year. She says, my teacher lives in L.A. I live in L.A. Uh, my teacher lives in the Valley. I live in the Valley. Oh, my God. What's his name? So I get his name. The next day, I'm going back to L.A. And I go back to L.A. And I find out, oh, this guy's name is Cam Ewan. So I call up Cam Ewan's studio. And they say, oh, yes, this is Cam Ewan's studio. But he's gone for about three months. Leave your name. And we'll get back to you, if you like, when he comes into town. Next day, they call me. And they go, he suddenly has come back into town. He's doing a demonstration on Friday. Would you like to come? Yes, sign me up. So I go to the demonstration. I had had a pulled hamstring and he instantaneously fixed it. I mean, literally like waved his hand, flick, 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 and it was healed. And I said, oh my God, I want to learn this. And he goes, would you like me to uh, do a seminar? I said, oh yeah, absolutely. And all the people there were as enthusiastic. And he says, when? I said, this weekend. And he goes, okay, let me announce it. I'm doing a seminar this weekend. <laughs> So, you know, this is within three days. All of this is boom, 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 flowing. Wow. Yeah. So I, when I took that seminar that first day, I said, and I was like glued to him like this. I was watching. Everything. I watched him inhale, exhale, scratches. No, I watched every. I was like. Phew. And so from that point on, I became his assistant. I started to write some of his manuals. We had a great relationship and um you know i became his disciple i was grasshopper and um from that moment i realized i want to do this for the rest of my life and then segued out of the dance i mean pretty quickly and just continued to pursue so that was my transition point and thank goodness for us that you did that <laughs> i was just thinking where would i be if you didn't yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. It's, it's quite sobering thought. Thank you, Louise, for making the right decision. <laughs> so, Yasmin, tell, tell, tell us how are you living your purpose now? So, so tell us about, you know, Rayo and, 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 and everything that you're doing. And, and just, I mean, it's just so gorgeous. Oh, thank you. Uh, so, Vareo is, I'm calling it a multidimensional well-being brand. Um, the intention of Areo was to create a brand that um, was about raising and clearing energy in the body. Um, the first person I went to when I wanted to create this brand was Louise. She's the first <laughs> person I called. I was like, hey, where are you? You know, Hawaii. I'm like, great. Should we meet in New York? So we actually we actually flew. We both were, I was flying into New York. She came met me in New York. And we had this like couple of days was it a day or two days I was like I need you I need to study I need to brainstorm this with you I had this concept I don't really know what it is but I need you because how do I channel energy into a product you know mm -hmm. I, I was thinking about doing fragrance and products and I was thinking about flower remedies flower essences which of course carry energy and and and, and benefit you emotionally that's already a part of it but what else could I do um you know what was the energetic source what was the conduit for the energy and that's where Louise was like, I got it. <laughs> I got it, babes. <laughs> and um, <laughs> she had it. So she was telling me, she, she told me about the Herkima diamond crystal. Yes. Which I'll let her explain that more because she's better at talking about the Herkima because it's her thing. But she explained that to me and how this, this, this incredible conduit, this, this was a, a way, a source of holding, retaining and giving off energy like nothing else. 
And I've used this. So now I've incorporated these crystals, these Herkimer diamond crystals into what I've first launched with. And I've launched with five fragrances, five, I guess you can call them high vibration, high frequency fragrances. And uh, they are, you know, they are still beautiful traditional fragrances made in at the highest level, you know, oils from grass in France, you know, made, um, they're, they're made very natural. They're not 100% natural, but they are between 88 and 90% natural. Um, and they are exquisite fragrances in their own right. But if you believe in the magic, they are also an energetic source. They are a source of energy and a source of healing. And that is really the message. Um, and we only launched like five weeks ago. And, no, right? you know, it's been really, really positive and really exciting. And the vibes have been great. And I'm like, well, of course the vibes are great. It's a brand built on vibes. <laughs> if they were, no, it's been really, really good. And people are loving them. And, you know, I, I was super conscious of, not being too witchy because obviously I'm witchy, Louise is witchy, the project's witchy, but I really didn't want to scare anybody off. I really have been, you know, I guess I spent my career slightly hiding that side of me or not even hiding it, knowing when I can bring it out or knowing when mm. I can't. I'm very aware of, I can meet someone very quickly and know that I can be very open about the subject, but I can also tell when someone is, you know, a little skeptical and, and not, you know, not so into it. That's totally fine. And if you're not, you can buy one of our fragrances as a beautiful fragrance, or you can buy it for another reason or both. Um, and how and how gorgeous is that? And, and and I mean, you know, yeah, I'm sure things which are, are of high energetic vibration tend to be very beautiful, you know, despite yeah. the sheer nature. So you can appreciate it, you know, on, on many different levels. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think you know, look, if, if it's not your thing, you're not, you know, what you know, you don't energy the subject to something that you don't really you know you don't think about or get you know but I do think that those people who will buy it wear it will feel something whether they know you know unconsciously subconsciously consciously they will feel something and uh you know you can't I keep saying you can't underestimate what a little spark of joy could do for your physical body and um you know and I think that's I think that's what we've created little sparks of joy also each fragrance was made with the intention of evoking specific emotions. So I went to um, the formulator who is Lynn Harris. She's one of the world. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I, you know, she's amazing. I, I, I mean, I'm like what, you know, like what just extraordinary. I, 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 I mean, I'm obsessed by her fragrances. I mean, she was like, I went to the, I mean, I went to the two best witches. The first was Louise, and then it was Lynn because you know, and I was very nervous meeting that. I never met her before, and I knew how incredible she was. And I, she was also the the person that I went to with this concept of can we create fragrances with the intention of them being these healing, you know, formulations? Can we, can I give you a brief that isn't, I want an oriental, a floral, a woody, or what I want, these are the emotions I want to evoke. And can I give you certain remedies and flower essences that we could potentially use? Like I was so scared that she'd be like, well, are you high? You know, like I didn't know what she was going to say. She was really, really, really into it. And she was excited. She felt like she'd never been, she said she'd never been briefed in this way before, which I thought was a, yeah. a compliment. And um, yeah, she came on board and between Lynn and Louise, I feel we made the magic, you know. Yeah, and 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 what I just love, you know, for me, fragrance is utterly transportive. 
Yeah. Um, you know, in, in any case, and you, you're just transporting kind of, <laughs> like, like in, in different ways. And I, I, for me, that's so, so exciting. So Louise, I'd love to bring you in here, you know, like how you're living your purpose. And please tell us about, about your amazing diamonds and, you know, what, what, what you do with them and, and you know, yeah. why am I wearing them? <laughs> So when I when I was introduced to the Herkimers, um, I realized that they had an intelligence unlike any other crystal I had come in contact with. And I have some very beautiful high-frequency crystals. The thing about crystals is that they are millions of years old, and the Herkimers are 450 million years old. So they are holding the intelligence of life on this planet and beyond – within their existence when you wear them whether you know as Yasmin says whether people are aware of it or not you are going to be influenced and you don't have to know what it is you don't have to understand it you may never have heard of it before but you are going to have a an uplift you're going to have an upgrade you're you know you're being upgraded to you know (laughs) 5.0 just by being in the presence of these Herkimers. Now, with the intelligence that they have, they are they are double terminated. So when a, when a crystal terminates, it can it can grow for for thousands and thousands of years until a perfection, a moment of perfection in time when they come to completion. Just like in our lives, you know, you, crystals complete. I never knew that. Yes. Yes. So when you look at the terminated point, that's a moment of perfection, of completion. And if it's double terminated, oh my gosh, you know, double the double the magic. In in finding these crystals too, they are found. They are found like finding a lucky penny, and they're floating in dolomite as opposed to being hacked away, hanging from a cave somewhere, but, you know, and yes, they are found in caves as well, but, but they, they seem to appear almost as a, take me home, take me home. I'm here for you. And the, the, the beauty of these Herkimers is that I can trans, I can infuse them with energy and they will transmute this energy to whomever it's the wearer or whomever is the beneficiary of being in their presence. So that's the idea of the double termination through one side. And it's up to them. They receive through the other. They transmute. So when Yasmin said, I want to, I want to do a product. I want to do something that trans transcends energy to everyone. And, you know, uh, may I say, I think this was an incredible time in your life an incredible time of a sudden moment of I am healing myself. I am coming to a place of, of transformation, no holes barred. I'm healing myself. So hello world, you're coming with me. And <laughs> right, it was like, uh, all of this is behind Hello, I'm here. And, and we said, well, let's, let's do it through this. And these, these mana vaders, mana is chi, prana, energy, the life force uh, in Hawaiian. And so I had created these monovators using the Herkimers. I said, let's use the Herkimers as the conduit. As you said, you wanted something that would be the conduit. And, um, and when you decided to do fragrance, 
this seemed to be the perfect fit. Putting this little magic gem into the fragrances will enable the intentions that you had for the fragrance. And those were all the things I think you needed in your own personal healing, right? <laughs> that you said, we're going to put this in everything <laughs> and everybody's going to get all of these benefits um, through through something very beautiful, through a way of this, this uh, amazing transmutation of energy and a, and a magnification of it. And we discussed the fact that, and as you say, Sarah, that there is something so transformational about scent because it affects that particular sense of ours that is so potent the olfactory bulbs on the biological scientific side this the 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 center of your sense your smell senses is located right next to a part in the brain called the amygdala which holds all the memories mm -hmm. so that's why we'll smell something and it brings back all the memories of a time when you were a child and you smelled grandma's soup or that fragrance from the boyfriend in high school in 1901 who broke your heart, you know, that kind of a thing. <laughs> so, so to be able to combine this and create new memories, create new emotions, create the wellness within us with, with these just delicious concepts that are then infused with an energy that magnifies it, we hit the home run. It was amazing. And the cool part is truly when people, people don't even have, as you know, there's people who are, ah, you know, there's energy smenerge. Oh, you're one of those tree hugging granola eaters. Okay. Yeah. I'm not into that. Give me my cigarettes. I've never, and I've never yeah. seen you eat granola in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Would you have who are just, who are almost have an aversion for it. And, um, and yet they're attracted. They're attracted to the beauty of the bottles. They're attracted, they're attracted to something that they don't even know what it is. And it's that part in them that is suddenly awakened unbeknownst to them by even the thoughts of, of the ideas you wanted to put into these fragrances, the intention behind it. They're awakened by this. Something is called magnetic. What does that mean, magnetic? Why are, why are you, why are you say free? Yeah, I want to be free. I mean, the names of the fragrances are. Yeah, I, 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 and I was about to say, please, please do. I mean, I love the names. I was how laughed. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk you through the names and I'll talk you through actually the intent, the, uh, the emotion and the intention for each one. So the first one, Vareo actually um, is a Latin verb and it, it means I am verdant, I am vigorous, I sprout green growth. I also thought the word Vareo was so energetic. It was like, not really big to me. Um, so the first fragrance is called I am verdant and it is, um, it does, it is very green and mossy. It's bergamot, cyclamen, orange flower. It's really like, it is, it's beautiful. And that one, I, I would have, I feel like, and maybe Louise would agree with me, it's almost the most energetic. Um, it, it's like an energetic boost. It's like it really, and that one is about transformation and illumination. It does, when you spray that fragrance, I spray it when I just want to like, let's just let go of yesterday and just clear that energy and start fresh. Um, so that's I Am Verdant. The second one is called Free Zero Zero. 
Um, Free Zero Zero is actually the working title name that Lynn gave that scent, which, which I gave her the emotion was, oh, I need one that makes you feel liberated. And I wanted also, I also wanted a bit of sensuality in this one too. Liberation and sensuality is what this one's about. It's actually kind of the most popular. I think everyone wants to feel sensuality in free right now. And um, this one is so beautiful. It's lemon, mandarin, it's vanilla, jasmine, orange flower. It's got yeah. uh, ingredients like water, water lily, which is um, not a thing used very often in fragrance, but in a flower essence, it gives you courage of heart. Oh, I love it. Uh, really sweet. Uh, the next one is called Witchy Woo. I just love uh, that name. <laughs> and when I, I, came, I mean, I named the fragrances when I was like, I'm going to call this one Witchy Woo. Everyone was like, you can't do that. You can't. I'm like, I can't. And then I mean, you did. <laughs> I did. I did. That one is, it's a really, it's a really beautiful, this, you know, Witchy Woo is about courage and creativity. Uh, the, the brief I gave to Lynn on this one, and she gave me a few options of this, was empowerment actually yeah. but I felt like we felt like the word empowerment was a bit overused and we preferred actually courage and actually a lot of the ingredients were about creativity as well and we realized that you can be very creative but without courage doesn't really go anywhere you right. can be really courageous but without the creativity it's not so magic uh and it is the combination of both it's a it's a really earthy beautiful fragrance it's oris absolute rose nutmeg cinnamon violet leaf yeah. You know, it's really, uh, it's like a witch's brew. Um, the next is called Magnetic 70. Uh, it's very powerful as well. It's about attraction and protection. It's quite masculine. They're all unisex. They're all genderless. This one's probably more traditionally masculine. It's vetiver, cedarwood, frankincense, angelica oh, seed, LME. It's beautiful. And it does feel like when I wear it, I wear it a lot now, like an orb of protection around me. It's beautiful. The last one um, is the most personal one to me. I named it after my grandmother. It's called Georgette. Mm -hmm. And this is our rose. I wanted to do a rose. I mean, rose is, uh, in terms of flowers, probably the highest frequency of anything. Uh, mm -hmm. It's about self-love. And um, it's beautiful. But I wanted it to be something that was a little more androgynous. So it's rose with tobacco, um, guayac wood from Palo Santo trees, and patchouli. And it's, it's really beautiful. And what I just love, I mean, it's like the timing of this is so magnificent. I mean, we, you know, we've been in the grips of, of, you know, the global pandemic. People have felt a lot of limitations, but also I think in a sense, a reconnection with the earth and the planet and, and want to have a new kind of awareness and step in consciousness. And I think, mm. I don't know, also like, you know, with the global goals, you know, we've got kind of nine years <laughs> to kind of turn things around. I mean, so this is just such a magical way to kind of, I don't know, give people that courage and the creativity and, and, and the magnetism and, and, and everything to, to move forward into this new era. So I, I just think it's amazing. I mean, Louise, would you like to speak to that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the idea too that she, we, we are, you know, but, but you, the idea that you would be courageous enough to try to launch a brand during the global pandemic when everything is shut down. That's probably all the business, no, 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 in the world that could come up. And everything was seamlessly flowing one thing after the next, one thing after the next. And I know, I know, as, as I'm sure you do, that when, when things are supported by the universe in this way, you know it is right. Yeah. The, the idea, too, behind it was not, a selfish motive, so to speak, that 
I'm going to make a brand and I'm going to get rich and I'm going to, you know, it wasn't about that. And it, and it wasn't a me, me, me thing too, because Yasmin brought us in as a, as a group, as a family to, to create together. And the idea of allowing our, our specialties to contribute to this was, was a gift. It's, it, it made this collaboration feel so powerful and, it is, it is still, you know, the inception and creation of this is still Yasmin's, but the idea is of such a generous heart that, and the intention of what it is to make everyone in the world feel good, it is a, a piece of service. It is a, a luxury piece of service. So besides it being something that, we can all enjoy just for our own, oh, my God, I smell so good and this is so lovely. It's actually undercover healing the world. <laughs> well done. Which, which, you know, is much like Sarah's purpose. She, she, you know, overtly is doing all these things for sustainability and to heal the whole world. But we're coming in on the back end in this way. And because all of us are doing this work of service, the universe supports us. It it knows that uh, you know we're the we're the uh, we're the little many honey the little the little witchy woos that are are doing the big work and got to be done. So so thank you, universe. I think that's absolutely wonderful. And and, and Yasmin, I'm sure lots of people will will want to try out the fragrances. So I mean, you've you've just recently launched in Selfridges in in London. Where where else can people buy you? But I you know I know people can get you all over the world now. Yeah, I mean, um, so we've got our website, vareo.com and selfridges.com as well. Ship, you know, we ship globally except for a couple of countries like Australia yet, but selfridges do ship everywhere, but we do pretty much. And uh, we're exclusive to them. So we're only in store with them. Um, so that is right now the only place if you really want to go in and smell. We, you know, but, but we do have this great set, High Five, where you can try them all. And uh, we'll be expanding into other amazing stores and countries in September. Which is very exciting, Doctor. Yeah. And yes, yeah. if people want to follow you on social media, how, how do they find you? So Vareo is Vareo World, which is uh, V-Y-R-A-O, World. Um, and then I'm my name, Yasmin Sul. You can follow me too, and I'm always talking about Vareo World. <laughs> so, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm right now my whole feed is just Vareo World. It's like everyone that followed me because they want to see what I was wearing are like, what the hell? And she doesn't wear any clothes. There's nothing happening anymore. It's just, you know, she's talking about energy and healing, hippie stuff. And Louise, she wears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Louise, how can people follow you, my love? It's uh, through my web. Well, on Instagram, it's my name, Louise Nita. And um, that will also take you to the website of Tao Energy, T-A-O, the art of energy. And, uh, there's all kinds of information there about, about, about. <laughs> about you, healing, everything, which is amazing. And, and, and do check out Louise's classes because they are, they are utterly stupendous. And uh, yes, you too can, can learn this amazing art. So, and, and Louise is a brilliant teacher, as I think Yasmin and I can both, both testify. Yeah. Yeah. But I just wanted, I mean, I'm so gutted, like, I, I don't want to leave. <laughs> but sadly, I think it's that time, and I think our, our listeners will be like, come on, guys. Um, but, you know, we always round this off with 
you know, what's your top tip for, for those who want to start somewhere? Yasmin, what, what, what would your top tip uh, for people listening be? And it can be in life, in, in fragrance, you know, in, in buying high five. Uh, I think, um, you know, I guess my tip, I guess we're talking about healing. I, I kind of just think that people should be just tuning into what they feel a little more, you know, mm. take a little time out, take a few deep breaths. And, and listen to that other part of you that isn't your brain for a moment, you know. Um, I think that's probably the best advice I could give. It's free. Take a few deep breaths and just, you know, take a moment. I, I, I forget to do that quite often, especially this last six, you know, I've been like drinking way too much coffee and, do, you know, and actually it's like just just take a moment. Mm. Louise, what's your top tip for those who want to start somewhere? I say just do it. Just do it and put one foot in front of the other. I think sometimes we feel, um, you know, people say, I'm trying to find my purpose. I'm looking for my purpose. Uh, I feel that you should just do everything on purpose, everything. Answer your phone on purpose. Eat your breakfast on purpose. Tie your shoes on purpose. Do it. Be here. Be here in this moment. Deliberately embrace every single moment. And don't wait. Don't wait for something to appear before you take action. Take action now, immediately, and it will unfold. Things will unfold. And at the very, at the very least, if you never find your purpose, so to speak, find that one thing that, that drives you, that motivates you, you have taken action your entire life. You have not sat there and grown mold all over yourself. You have taken action, and every action you take is a contribution to the energy on the planet, and that's what we need. We all need to take action, move forward. Very wise words. Well, Yasmin Sul, Louise Mita, thank you so much for joining me. It's been just beautiful, and, and, and I'm so grateful for having you as my guests. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Have a lovely weekend. Thank you, guys.